Hey, hey, what's up? This your girl, Yasmin Nicole, and welcome back to another episode of the Geeky Natural Mom podcast. Um, we're doing a, another series. Would you... Okay, let's start from the beginning. Would you want me to do different topics, different days? Like Monday, I can do things all autism Another one I could do about single parent life or whatever they all want to talk about, we can do that. So my mind is working right now, and I'm thinking that we should do, like, different series so it makes it more exciting. Uh, Let me know. Hit me up and let me know if you want to do it that way or you want me to do it that way. So today we are talking about how to be your child's advocate and there are birds chirping outside my window so my apologies but wouldn't you not want to hear birds singing and it's 4 52 in the morning so the birds are singing so anyway back to what we're talking about today we are talking about being your child's advocate so, you're probably thinking, yes, what do you mean by that? Being your child's advocate basically means that you, the caregiver, are a cheerleader, you're a coach, you're everything for that child out in the real world, if that makes sense. You are command central, as I like to say you're basically command central and you are an advocate for your child and you should be because people like to beat around the bush with a lot of things when it comes to children so that's what we're talking about today um so basically as we all know we discussed in the last episode of how my two children are on the autism spectrum So it is important to basically be the voice of the voiceless. So, and let's like put some standards in. You don't have to be, you know, a, you know, special needs parent to be a child's advocate. I think every caregiver should be an advocate for their child because who doesn't want the best for their child? I mean, I know I do. So that's basically the whole point of what I'm trying to say. So um, let me know, like I said, if you want me to do a different series about, you know, like the autism part of my life, so I'll be happy to do so. I just wanted to put a little shameless plug out there because <laughs> I really want to do it. So like, you know, I can have separate content and it can just like, be for everyone, for a broad audience, if you will. So I think like the first thing of being your child's advocate is basically research. I say this a lot and I'm going to say this a lot because it is important to research um, something that your child needs or, you know, if you feel like 
you need a second opinion on something, it's very important to research and to like really see what's out there. And I think that's like definitely like the main key factor because you can't go in blind. And especially if you're a special needs parent, if you go in blind, especially in the IEP, like, you, like you're going to be so lost because, because number one, you know, you're already nervous. You already, you know, are reserved about, you know, what's going on. Your emotions are up the wall. So you're definitely... You, you definitely don't want to go in any situation blind. It's better to research and actually look, you know, not going blind. So the next thing is being resourceful. And it's very important to be resourceful because, again, that ties with research. So if you don't know, like, how to, like, get the proper help in a certain situation, there's always something or someone you can talk to and ask questions about. Um, I believe that you always can have like a good conversation with someone, especially if they're going through the same thing you're going through. Sometimes it's like definite that you ask questions because it might be something very important that you might get out of that conversation. So like I try to have conversations with people as much as I can because I'm always learning something. Like I'm always, I I get resources from people because it might be something that, you know, I didn't know and that can be helpful for me. So I think that's also like a major key into being your child's advocate. Um, Another key is actually tying to asking questions. Um, I think it's very important to ask questions and don't feel like you have a stupid question or you feel like, um, you know, it's pointless, you know, to ask because like you feel like I guess you don't want to feel rejected in a sense. So some people don't want to ask questions, but I think that is very important, especially, um, you know, from my experience going through different uh, meetings and evaluations and IEPs and X, Y, (laughs) Z. So it's very important to ask questions because you retain more you know, with uh, your child's everything, pretty much. Um, Another one is sometimes you're going to have to be a bitch. (laughs) And that's the God honest truth. Like, sometimes if you don't kind of push, like push, like really push for what you want, and, and for what your child needs, like, they're going to push you to the side. Like, they're going to just, like, put you in a different category. And when I mean they, I mean the help that you're trying to get or just people in general. I had to, like, 
at my um kids' schools, they already know, oh, um, oh, Miss Jones is calling, oh, you know, you know, you, your shit gotta be straight because you know, I'm gonna have questions. I want to make sure that you know my kid is attended for because like you're holding my um child's life in your hands at that moment. So like I need to know what's going on and I need to know like like don't don't bullshit me pretty much like give me the truth because especially like in like um evaluations and IEPs it's very important to speak up about different behaviors your child is having because and I've noticed this like the first few evaluations I had with both children they'll try to I guess they'll kind of see it from their perspective and think like this is going to work for them and they're going to try to push it on you it's okay to say no you don't have to um you don't have to go with everything they're saying because they're pretty much the yes men. They're going to collect a check and, you know, they're going to go on to the next child. So it's very important to be a bitch. <laughs> when I mean be a bitch, don't be rude. <laughs> like when I mean be a bitch, like stand your ground. Like don't, don't, sometimes you don't take no for an answer. You, you make sure you get every question answer you get every need met because it's in the best interest of your child and again being the voice of the voiceless because you are their voice so um another tip that i wanted to um bring in the forefront is um not be judgmental i know like all of this like ties into everything I said in the last episode because like it's it's really important not to be judgmental because this goes back into you know being blind in a situation and you feel as though you're pointing the finger at the person that's trying to help you or just in general you know because you're above emotions about your child so like don't be judgmental if 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 somebody is recommending something to you just take the advice even though the advice may not work for you just like kind of take it on a chin and like okay i respect your advice and i appreciate your advice thank you for telling me cuz like i hate when people like tell me um don't <laughs> like try to tell you something but then they're like kind of pushing their opinions on you and if you're like giving me advice just give me advice like don't try to force something on me that I know I don't believe in because it's just gonna be bad for the both of us like don't 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 ever like try to put your judgments or opinions you know on certain situations because like it's just a damn mess. So that's another major key, as <laughs> DJ Khaled would say. Um, another point that I want to 
um, bring up is be, how should I put this? Sometimes it's better to say less than say a lot. And that can go anyway, actually. So sometimes it's like you I think you should just like not watch it suggest that you shouldn't speak speak sometimes because okay, let me give you an example to make you to make you understand. So if um I'm in a meeting and I'm talking about Thomas had, you know, this weird behavior and I wanted to like say say like say like a lot about it but then don't want to say too much because again They'll try to put your child in a box and try to say that, you know, your child is this, your child is that, and it might just be like a phase to them. Um, I'm hoping I'm making sense by that because it's like the more you share something that's unnecessary, the more it can bite you in the ass. <laughs> and that's very true. And I've seen and I've had that happen to me. So like I hope. I made that like kind of clear of what I meant by say less. And then that ties into like the next point of make sure you speak up and say the important stuff that you that you think that it will benefit the situation. So if you know and it gets hard because you're like you. It, it gets really hard when you don't want to talk about every every situation because like that's personal and you don't want to talk about that, or just or even in a financial aspect, like you don't want to, you know, do something that's in the financial part. It's just you don't want to do it and. Sometimes, like, you have to bite the bullet and do it, especially if you are trying to um, get what you need because the the therapist is not a mind reader. <laughs> and, like, it's funny because, like, some, some people think that therapists and psychologists are mind readers, and they're really not. And it's your job to explain um, what, you know, what your needs are, what needs need to be met. Like I said, because they just, they're collecting the check. And like, I don't mean this, like sound so vague about it. Like there are people out there that really are in the good interest of your child in any situation. But then there are some like, that don't really give a shit. And that's like the, like, that's just the truth. Like if, and this ties into like the next part that I'm going to say is if you feel like you're the IEP or if, um, evaluation or meeting 
or even just going to the doctor, you know, for your child, get a second opinion. You don't have to, um, you don't have to stick with that one, you know, perception. Like you can just get a second opinion. And if that don't work, get a third, fourth, or fifth. Because, I mean, whatever you feel is best and whatever you think that, like if you know in your heart that this is not going to work for your child, then get that second or third opinion. So, I mean, that's pretty much self-explanatory. Like, you're going to have to use your intuition a lot in these situations. And if you get a feeling that you don't want to, you you feel like something is, isn't right or something isn't, you know, you, it. I know this is not going to work for my child, then get that opinion. So the next point I also want to talk about is to have an open mind. So this all ties into like all the points. So pretty much you have to have an open mind, especially when someone suggests suggests something to you and you don't feel comfortable or you never really tried that before. And again, it's okay to say, no, you don't want to try it, but then it might benefit your child or children in the long run. So it's always important to have an open mind, especially in the therapy aspect of it, because sometimes like the therapist might suggest something and you feel like it's not going to work because you know your child, but you know, if they've been doing their job for a long time and they know that this might work for your child in like a different scenario that, you know, they probably had another client, you know, with kind of like the same similarities, it might work for them. So I think it's very important to keep an open mind and try new things because like that might be the break for you, the breakthrough you need for your child. So always like try to keep an open mind. And I think I covered all of my major points today. Um, I think that um, it's important that, you know, with everything going on in the world that we need to speak speak up for our children and sometimes it's definitely not even sometimes all the time it's definitely important for the child to speak up for themselves and show them that they can be advocates for themselves because you're always you know you're not going to be around all the time and they have to know and understand why, you know, these things are happening and why, you know, they're going through these changes. And this definitely comes to play in a school setting. About a couple weeks ago, Maya was having some trouble with bullying at school. Like people didn't understand her behaviors. People thought she was weird. And I explain to her that you were, I always say 
you know, mommy always say you have to be an advocate, right? And she says, yes. So it's your job to let your school peers know what you're going through and how can you, how can, I mean, I mean, they're not going to make it comfortable because like these kids just don't give a damn these days, but at least they have an understanding like, oh, well, you know, she's actually going through something, you know, I might take it easy on her. So it's important to, um, to have your children be a voice for themselves too. And she basically, um, I told her to talk to her teacher. And if you have any problems with talking to the teacher about explaining your, you know, your experience with autism, you know, I'll go up there myself and talk about it. So, she actually did. She was really excited, you know, when she came home uh, from school and she said, Mom, I did everything that you told me. And like everybody understands and understands it now. Even my teacher um, was very helpful. So it's very important. It's very important to get your um, children involved in advocacy because they're going to be in real life situations that you're not going to be a part of all the time. So it's important to teach them and teach them young because the more that they grow, you you basically teach and they'll grow from that and they'll know what to do in a situation where it might arise and they can handle it in a better light. So it all it all ties down to that um that one goal is to get your um child's needs met and it has to come from both sides. Oh, and I also um I didn't add this part. This also ties back into the other episode of having support. I mean, if you um have like someone that's like your support system, you can have them go to your IEP. You don't have to go to the IEP alone. You don't have to go to any meeting or any other thing alone. You know, if you have that person in your life, it's always, you know, important to um, have that support because it goes hand in hand and it makes things easier for all parties involved, and then you might get a different aspect from, um, from, you know, your loved one. So I think it's very important to have, uh, like someone like that's your support system, especially like trying to be an advocate and a voice for your child. Um, it was something else that I'm looking at my notes and I'm trying to make sure that I spoke about everything that or anything that like comes to mind. Um, I want to put out there because like I want to put a, as much information out there as possible that might help someone. So, oh, I know another um, point that I want to make is actually accepting 
and listening. That's a big role in advocacy in any avenue. Um, acceptance and actually listening. <laughs> My mom used to say, You're you're not hearing me. You're not you're hearing me, but you're not listening. She said she used to say that all the time. And like I never understood what that meant until you know my adult years. She was basically saying that you hear something that someone says, but when you're actually listening, you're retaining what someone is trying to tell you. And I tell Maya the same thing, basically. Um, make sure you're actually listening to me instead of hearing me. So, and acceptance. And it's, it's sometimes you have to accept something that, you know, you don't want to hear. And, you know, if you got to take a breather, walk away, or like really think about it. And that really hit home for me because um, the sessions with Thomas, like it was a lot of things like I didn't want to accept because like I was still feeling that guilt at the time and I didn't want to accept it. Like I wasn't really hearing what like I was I was hearing what she was saying, but I wasn't really listening to what, you know, what they were saying because. I, I wasn't retaining, I wasn't retaining it. I didn't want to retain it at the time. So it's very important to actually listen and accept what is said. So I think that, yeah, that I pretty much covered everything about being your child's advocate and not just you know, children with special needs, just children as a whole. Like, I'm going to re keep repeating it because, like, it needs to be repeated as far as um, being that voice for your child. Like, you have to be the voice. You have to swallow your pride, put your big girl panties on, and say, let's do this because... Only new, only you know your child, and you know what needs they may have, and what um, needs you know that they're gonna have. Only you know. Like they're not people are not mind readers. People don't know don't know your child. So it's basically <laughs> okay. Now I'm thinking about something. So I'm, I'm going to do an IEP episode, but um, well, IEPs is basically kind of like a job interview for your child or an evaluation or like any type of paperwork you have to fill out. That's basically you're being the interviewer, like it's a job interview and you're interviewing for a job. Or you're basically being a being like the megaphone, like you're being the megaphone for your child, and and it's okay that you might feel so much pressure to be an advocate because it's a lot of pressure, 
and you can bring somebody in. They they have actual um, advocates, you know, that will advocate for your child. Like that's their job. There there are you know some out there. Like I said, I don't know how it works state to state, but I know like from my experience, there are some out there. So, um, it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot to keep up with and it's best that you stay organized. It's best that you write down questions if you have them. It's, um, it's important to keep like a, a, a binder of all the information or a folder of all the information you get and actually look at, like, just don't throw the paper to the side, like actually look at it and see what can you change or what's important. So those things, I think that's, that's like a major factor into, you know, advocacy is to really look at the bigger picture and really putting, you know, you're, you're pretty much putting yourself out there. You're just putting yourself out there. So I think in the long run, like when you think about everything, like it's going to be okay. And the children know, you know, everything that you're doing is with love and what's best for them. So when they finally start to realize that they will grow a a great appreciation for really putting your voice out there for them. So it's very, it's very, very important. And I hope that I touched base on every detail of trying to be an advocate or try to find ways to do that, you know, so I'm just going to wrap it up here. Um, I don't have anything else to say on the subject, but I put in some of the things that worked for me. Um, if there's any other uh, topics you want me to talk about, like with advocacy, like where to start and how to ask questions and how to be resourceful, like I will do episodes on that as well. Um, Just let me know, DM me, uh, email me, you know, things like that. So my social medias are at Instagram, at Geeky Natural Mom. I'm very active on um, Instagram, especially on my stories. So always, if I'm not posting pictures or videos always check my stories because I'm always posting on my stories, like probably either every day or every other day, sometimes every two days if I'm really busy. So I'm very active on there. Um, Also, my Facebook is at Gigi Natural Mom. My Twitter is at Yazzie is who I am. Uh, Snapchat, all that. I'm just going to leave everything um, in the uh, description of the episode. Um, if you, like I said, if you have any questions, anything you want me to talk about, um, just hit me up and I'll do my best to um, put it into the show. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. 
just thank you. I'm just all about gratitude and I'm grateful that I'm able to do this and to talk about, you know, the things, you know, that I'm passionate about and the things, you know, that are on my mind. So, you know, thank you for taking the time out to actually listen and, you know, interact with me. So, Until next time, peace and love. Catch you soon.